Good morning. Uh, my name is Todd, and uh, one of the pastors here, and, and, and good to be with you. I was noticing as we were singing, and I'm not going to uh, t try and demonstrate or anything right now, uh, but we were just singing a lot about how we'll sing because of how good God has been to us. And it also says, I will dance. And I was thinking, I've never had dance lessons. Uh, but uh, uh, I can do a happy dance from time to time. Uh, heads up. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a different sermon or message. It's going to be a little bit more interactive than normal. It might feel kind of awkward during some quiet times later on when we're doing some reflection. Um, I get that, but I'm kind of awkward anyways normally, so it doesn't bother me. I hope it doesn't bother you too much. Uh, we believe that any uncomfortable feelings uh, are worth it because the times of quiet will leave room for contemplation, and that is valuable and important for what we are doing today. Uh, now, we've been reflecting on our journey of following Jesus as it relates to Israel's journey through the wilderness, which is recorded in the book of Numbers. Now, we've got a phrase uh, around here that we use about numbers, and it goes like this. Every number has a name. Every number tells a story. Uh, every January when we uh, do our annual report Sunday uh, worship gathering, uh, we use this phrase. Every number has a name. Every number tells a story. Now, the title of the book that has the journey through the wilderness is, is Numbers. And that's based on the fact that there is a census summary the beginning, the first few chapters of the book, and then in chapter 26 as well. And so what's happening there is as Israel uh, leaves Egypt, they're counting the people at the beginning of that journey, and then at the end of that 40-year journey, they're counting the people again. One thing that those census summaries show us uh, that we can give praise to God for, that we can sing about, that we can do a, a dance uh, about in response, is that it shows us God's faithfulness because he had given Abraham a promise that I will make you into a great nation. Now get this, when Abraham's descendants entered Egypt, they numbered 70. Now, by the time of this wilderness journey, that number has ballooned big time. And so we're going to read a little bit of that census summary from the end of the book in chapter 26. So the scriptures will be on the screen. You can also turn in your Bible to Numbers 26. And we're going to read beginning in verse 3. And this is, uh, again, we're fast-forwarding through this. Next week we'll be coming back, uh, back into the middle of their journey. We're fast-forwarding uh, just so that we can see uh, some of these numbers in numbers. So chapter 26, we'll begin in verse 3. So there on the plains of Moab, beside the Jordan River, across from Jericho, Moses and Eleazar the priest issued these instructions to the leaders of Israel. List all the men of Israel, 20 years old and older, just as the Lord commanded Moses. This is the record of all the descendants of Israel who came out of Egypt. And then the following verses detail those census summaries from each of the 12 tribes. And then let's skip down to verse 51. In summary, the registered troops of all Israel numbered 601,000. 730. 
Now, those are the numbers. But remember, every number has a name. Some of the names that we read about in this wilderness journey are Moses and Miriam, Aaron, Caleb and Joshua, Eleazar and Phineas. And there are over 600,000 more names that go with these numbers. And that is just the number of eligible troops for their military. Over 600,000 more names. And every number not only has a name, but every number tells a story. So that means that there are over 600,000 more stories. Now, they have their collective story of their journey through, through the wilderness. But they all each have their distinct stories as well. How they experienced uh, God's working with them through those years. Their perspective, how it affected them personally and their family. So we've got over 600,000 distinct stories. Uh, there's not a library. We, we, we couldn't fit all of those stories in, in a library, uh, let alone uh, in God's holy word. But aren't we glad that God included their collective story of the people of Israel and their journey through the wilderness? And it was given to us, it was written down to, as 1 Corinthians 10 instructs us, their collective story was written down to, to help us, to warn us, to be an example for us. So they were all a number. When we think about that, we realize, well, we're just a number too. You're a number I'm a number. Uh, you're a number at work, the number of employees that your company has. Uh, you're an, a number uh, in school, the number of students in your class. Uh, you're a number in the city that you live in. And uh, you think about uh, population uh, signs uh, and things like that and, and the census uh, report uh, that comes out that we still have where we register the folks. Uh, now, there's a little riddle uh, about, about this specific sign that I've got for you. About 20 years ago, I named a blue tick hound dog after a song about a river that's about an hour from here. Um, uh, but you're not, you're, that, that was free. Uh, think about that. You can, if you figure it out, you can tell me the answer later on. Uh, but, but also, here's another sign. And, and, you know, people are numbered, dogs are numbered, cats are numbered, uh, livestock's numbered. Uh, what I'm trying to say is math is important. Math is very important. Uh, you're not just a number, though. You are a number, but you're not just a number. You also have a name, and you also have a story. So today, we're going to think through and write down our stories. Lord willing, they will be, just as Israel's story is helpful for us today, Lord willing, our stories will be helpful for someone else down the road. And if you think about it, we spend time studying Israel's story. 
We're about to look at a story in the New Testament that also serves as an example for us. And we spend time studying their stories and knowing their stories. Wouldn't it be foolish to never give time and reflect and, and think about our story and how God is working in our lives? So that's what we're going to do today. To give us an example for that, let's look in the New Testament to Acts chapter 26. Uh, you can turn there in your Bibles. The scripture will also be on the screen. We're going to look in Acts chapter 26. And we're going to discover a simple way to think about and write out and share our story is to break it into three parts. What was life like before you became a follower of Jesus? How you became a follower of Jesus? And then third, how has Jesus impacted your life since you began following him? Now in Acts chapter 26, uh, we find the missionary Paul. And he has been arrested because of his faith in Jesus and because he was teaching and preaching that Jesus had risen from the dead and that he is Lord and that people must turn to him to receive eternal life. So he's been arrested. And in, in this setting here, he is before royal officials and he's getting to share his Jesus story. And so we're just going to read excerpts from his Jesus story and we're going to notice those three parts. And so first, we'll pick up in verse 4, and we're going to see his part of his story before he became a follower of Jesus. Chapter 26, verse 4. As the Jewish leaders are well aware, I was given a thorough Jewish training from my earliest childhood among my own people and in Jerusalem. If they would admit it, they know that I have been a member of the Pharisees, the strictest sect of our religion. And then we're going to move down to verse 9. I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to oppose the very name of Jesus the Nazarene. Indeed, I did just that in Jerusalem, authorized by the leading priests. I caused many believers there to be sent to prison, and I cast my vote against them when they were condemned to death. Many times I had them punished in the synagogues to get them to curse Jesus. I was so violently opposed to them that I even chased them down in foreign cities. So this is his before he became a follower of Jesus. And, and what he shares very briefly is that he had a, a religious upbringing, that he was uh, a part of a very strict religious group, and that he opposed uh, Christianity uh, with a lot of passion. And now we move on to is how he became a follower of Jesus in verse 12. One day I was on such a mission to Damascus, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priests to, to he, the, the mission was to arrest folks who were following Jesus. Verse 13, about noon, your majesty, as I was on the road, and that's because he's speaking to a royal official. That's hence your majesty. About noon, your majesty, as I was on the road, a light from heaven brighter than the sun shone down on me and my companions. Can you just imagine that for just a moment? When we're reading the text, uh, I, I just think about a really bright light. Uh, uh, think about that. Think about traveling and just something that you haven't seen before, something that is out of uh, the normal. 
and it stopped him and his companions in their tracks and put them on the ground. As I was on the road, a light from heaven brighter than the sun shone down on me and my companions. We all fell down, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is useless for you to fight against my will. Who are you, Lord? I asked. And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. So this is his part of the story, how he became a follower of Jesus. And a couple of things to note here. One is, I thought we were reading Paul's story, but here... Uh, Jesus refers to him as Saul. What's going on there? Uh, so uh, kind of like you've got two names. Uh, you've got your, your name, whatever it, whatever it is, Jennifer, David, and you also got your name in Pig Latin. Uh, so Jennifer J and Ava Day, I guess. Uh, so Paul had two names. He had his Hebrew name, which is Saul, and then his Roman name, which was Paul. And so we see in the first part of the book of Acts, he's referred to as Saul. And then around chapter 13, it's just Paul uh, from there on out. Uh, so same person here. And, 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 and then a couple things we note there is he, was, he, he said specifically where he was. I was on the, the, the road uh, to Damascus, met Jesus. And we know because of what he shared later on uh, that he believed that Jesus had suffered and that he had risen from the dead and that he believed uh, that a person must repent or turn away from their sin and turn to God. And that's what he did. And now we pick up the third part of his story after he became a follower of Jesus in verse 21. Some Jews arrested me in the temple for preaching this, for preaching about Jesus. And they tried to kill me. But God has protected me right up to this present time so I can testify to everyone from the least to the greatest. I teach nothing except what the prophets and Moses said would happen. That the Messiah would suffer and be the first to rise from the dead. And in this way announce God's light to Jews and Gentiles alike. And so the after he became a follower of Jesus, part of his story, is that I started teaching and preaching about Jesus everywhere that I went, in every town that I visited. And it got me arrested, but God has protected me and, and brought me to this point so that I could testify to, 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 to the least and to the greatest, to the most important in, 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 in our city and to the, the least important or the overlooked in our city. And, and that's Paul's story. Every number has a name, every number tells a story. So, what is your Jesus story? And this is the part where it gets interactive and, 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 and we're all going to be participating here. And so, if you'll notice in the seats, you've got some handouts there and uh, there's some pins in the seat backs. You can grab, uh, grab one of those. If you're uh, worshiping with us online, uh, you can grab some paper or pen that's near you. Uh, or if you're, you're with others, you can just uh, talk through this as we go. But the prompts will be on the screen uh, for you as well and so that, so that you can participate and engage uh, online also. But grab the handouts and, and I'm going to set it up a little bit uh, and then we'll work through this together. Uh, first off, we're going to work on one part at a time and here's a, t a tip uh, to keep in mind. 
generalize and simplify. You don't have to name every, uh, every name, every city that you lived in, uh, every person that you interacted with. You don't have to, to get so specific and, and, and jot down every detail. Uh, generalize, you can simplify uh, for a couple of reasons. One, so that you can fit it on, on a piece of paper. Uh, two, so that if you share your story later on, people will be able to track with you and, and relate to you. And, and so when, and when you write, you can write bullet points or you can write a few sentences uh, there. And another thing is that one benefit to writing out our story is it allows us to better understand ourselves. As we said at the beginning, uh, it's good for us to study uh, uh, the stories that God has given us in the scriptures. Uh, but it's a little foolish to study the Old Testament stories and the New Testament stories and to never consider our story and, and to not know who, to, to know who Moses is, but to not know really who we are, uh, to know how, how Paul experienced Jesus, but to not know how Jesus is working in our own lives. And so we want to, to give this some, 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 some reflection, some consideration. Uh, another thing is, you may be thinking, uh, I don't have a Jesus story. Um, I, I, haven't, I haven't crossed that line and placed my trust in Jesus. And so I'll say right now, that's, that's okay. Uh, I do encourage you as we uh, walk through this to give that some serious consideration and, and to reflect on your life uh, as... Uh, just reflect on your life uh, as it is to this point and give some consideration to Jesus. All right, the first section is what was life like before you met Jesus? And you might write about your family background or about inner needs you had and solutions you may have tried to satisfy those needs. Uh, right here, some of you are thinking life before before Jesus, I grew up in a Christian home. I, I can't even remember life without Jesus. Well, great. That's, that's a wonderful story. Be thankful for that. You could write about your family background. Uh, write about how you were taught uh, the Bible and, and, and pointed towards Jesus. Uh, some example of some inner needs that you might have experienced. Uh, a lack of peace. Uh, fear of death. Uh, just feeling like something is missing from life. Uh, a, a desire for control that you may have had. Uh, a feeling of loneliness. And then maybe some solutions that positive and negative that you may have tried to meet those needs. Uh, maybe work or achievement. Maybe family. Uh, maybe hobbies or, or entertainment, drugs or alcohol. But what are some positive or negative solutions that you tried? Here's a couple of examples uh, that might, might help you. Might, maybe you'll be able to relate to. I performed well in school. I, I joined every club I could because I thought in order to have purpose, I needed to always be doing something and doing it better than others. I thought, I, I thought that's where I would find purpose in life. Uh, another example maybe you can relate to is I grew up in a Christian home. I was taught the Bible and about Jesus from an early age. I went to church with my family all the time, but I can remember a point when I began to have this lack of peace. I had a fear of death and what would happen after death. So take just a moment. Uh, Keaton's gonna be uh, playing some music in the background, but it's gonna be kind of quiet. Take just a moment. 
write down some bullet points, write down a few sentences on this part of your Jesus story. You may still be working on that and that is completely fine. Uh, we're going to uh, move along, but you can definitely come back to that. But the second part of our story is, what, is how did you become a follower of Jesus? Uh, thinking about this, one benefit uh, to this part of our story and giving that uh, some, some reflection is that it takes us back to the cross, which is the central part of all of our stories, without which we have no life, without the cross. And, and that's the collective the part of our story that we all share in common is that without the cross, there is no life. Uh, you, during this part of your story, you'll want to be thinking about the circumstances that caused you to consider Christ. Uh, you might identify spiritual influences, that is people or events that pointed you, that led you, that helped you find Jesus. In some cases, this might have taken place over a long uh, period of time, and that's just wonderful. Uh, an explanation of the gospel uh, that is clear and brief. If you were sharing the story, you might not have room right there, but an explanation of the gospel that is clear and brief would, would be very important to include in this part of the story. And, and what is that gospel? That is that, that God is creator, that all have sinned, and that the penalty for sin is death, is separation from God. Jesus paid the penalty on the cross and he was raised from the dead. And to receive eternal life, a person must turn away from their sin and turn towards Jesus as their Lord and leader. You might write down the specific steps that led to you putting your trust in Jesus. Uh, a couple of different examples to, to think about that you might be able to relate to. Uh, I would, whenever I was visiting with my grandparents, I would always go to church with them. And then in my city, some friends from school invited me to student ministry. It was there that I started to understand who Jesus is and what he did. I spoke with one of the pastors there, and I trusted in Jesus uh, in student ministry. Another example you might be able to relate to is a few years ago, I was... I was working, I was married, but I was feeling empty inside. I had never really read the Bible, so I decided why not, and I picked one up. After a few weeks of exploring faith, I ended up trusting in Jesus as my Savior. Take just a couple of moments. You still may be working, and that's great. If you're worshiping with us online, you may still be uh, talking through this with those that are around you, and, and that's, that's wonderful. Sorry to interrupt you if that's the case. Uh, but we're going to move on to the third part of our story, which is how has Jesus impacted your life since you became a follower of his? Uh, right here, you might state how Christ either met or is meeting those inner needs that you had before, uh, that uh, feeling of loneliness, that feeling of, of a lack of, pers uh, of purpose, like something is missing. Uh, you could write about how Jesus is meeting or has met those needs. 
You could state how he's given you a new attitude or a perspective on life and, and just really how he's making a difference in your life. You might write a, a Bible verse uh, here in other parts of your story that really uh, describe and, and are impactful in that part of your story. A couple of examples uh, that you might be able to relate to and connect with. Uh, one is, I used to be so impatient and I would get angry at the drop of a hat, but now I've got joy and those little things don't overwhelm me any longer. Another example is, I know that I've got purpose in life. I know that my life matters and all of my decisions are based around Jesus and what the Bible says. I always consider him when making major life decisions about uh, where to work and uh, where to live. Having Jesus in my life adds so much meaning. Uh, Take a couple of minutes and write about this part of your story. How has Jesus impacted your life since? Because eternal life isn't just something, isn't just praying a prayer and then waiting till we get to heaven, but it's experiencing God day in and day out. is important and I'm glad that I'm numbered with you I'm glad that you have a name and I'm glad that you have a story that Jesus is writing uh, a couple of things and then we're gonna we're gonna be sing and give praise to Jesus for how he's working in our stories uh, but a couple of things is one is maybe as you've been reflecting on this you realize there are some decisions you need to make in following Jesus. And I want you to know that there are some simple ways you can respond today during this worship gathering. Uh, before you leave, uh, stop by the Connect Corner and talk to with, with one of our friends there. And tell them about a decision you're making to follow Jesus, uh, to give him a central part in your story. Uh, or, or to ask them any questions. They'd be glad to talk with you. They'd be glad to pray with you. Also, you can mark any decisions on those Connect cards, and, and we'll look forward to following up with you soon and helping you as you follow Jesus. And then a third thing is just to take action. And as we reflect on our Jesus stories, a couple of ways to take action. One is you could definitely spend some more time on this if you wanted. This is a very simple form, the three parts, before, how, and after. You could spend some more time fleshing that out, uh, certainly. Also, another way you could take action, and I would encourage you to, is share your story with your family or friends. Uh, later on today, maybe they're with, with you right now, but share your stories. Go around and, and have everyone share their story of their before they became a follower of Jesus, how they met Jesus, and how he is impacting their life every day. I invite you to stand with me. We're going to pray, and then we're going to continue worshiping our Jesus. Father in heaven, we believe in you. We thank you for your word, which is useful, which is helpful, which is life-giving, which is living and active. Thank you for the stories that we read about this morning. And thank you for the stories that we are living out. We acknowledge that without Jesus Christ, 
we have no meaning, we have no purpose, we have no real lasting joy, we have no eternal life. So we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. And now we give you praise. Amen.